This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 108 of Tallboy Radio. You're very lucky tonight because actually we've got four hosts, one of which might not last a full hour, though he did say. So without further ado, let's get ourselves. Tell us a little bit about where you've been anyway, Gazza. Uh, yeah, hi, guys. It is good to be back. I've been off for a few weeks. I decided to um, try and do my best sort of BMX trick and decided to take a tumble, sort of fracture my collarbone in four places and then damage ribs as well. So I've had a bit of a hiatus, as they say, just about feeling on the mend at the moment, as you can probably see if you're watching this i am still slightly incapacitated with a sling on but it's probably the first week or so that i've been able to sort of sit up and talk relatively comfortably with with my ribs and stuff so glad to be back glad to be with you guys i probably won't make the whole hour i'm looking at 15 20 minutes i just said to lads off camera i've, I've taken some meds so they're probably going to make me go slightly sleepy in the next sort of half an hour 40 minutes so i'm probably with you for 15 20 minutes and then um hopefully be uh, all good for next week winner winner chicken dinner who wants to say hello next? We should go to Andy next. He's a regular host before we introduce our guest host for the next couple of weeks. Andy? Howdy. It's good seeing guys back. Can't wait to see the cameo in Jackass 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll see you more back on the show. You got any, and what are you drinking? We know Gaz ain't drinking tonight. Have you got a beer there, dude? Just JD and Coke. Indeed. <laughs> Do we have an extra host, as I mentioned there? So Dave is going to join us for the next couple of weeks. He's going to host it in sort of Gaz's absence because actually we're recording two episodes tonight. So he kindly volunteered his services. So do you want to say hello, Dave, and tell us if you're drinking any beer? Or... Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. I, I thought I'd uh, come out in sympathy with Gaz, actually. I'm just drinking water. You know, it's not really fair. Gaz, big beer drinker, loves his beer. I can't have him sitting there on his own without beer. And uh, if I've got one, so yeah, not really. I haven't, I haven't drank this year so far. Thinking back fondly to your episode of New Year's resolutions, I'd love to catch up on that at some point. Yeah, not drinking at the moment, so uh, water for me. Winner, winner. Fair play, dude, I, I think. <laughs> I am drinking a beer with a delightful title. It is called Juice Forsyth. <laughs> when you see a name like that, you got to pick it up, haven't you? Juicy bonus fruited IPA. It's five percent. Well, I'm not entirely sure who makes it, but I've got to be honest. It is pretty good. It is pretty fruity. Lacks a little bit of body because it's only five percent. But I'm not. I'm not going to hold that against it. So Gaz has told us a little bit about his broken collarbone. There's anybody else ever broken a collarbone? Just out of interest. I, I I've broken mine. Yeah, when I was in primary school. I remember um, that. that. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Well, we're in the playground playing a game called British Bulldog, and there's two versions to this story. Um, <laughs> One version is that I was being chased and somebody clipped my heel and sent me sliding across the concrete on the floor. The other version, uh, Gaz, do you, do you want to say what the other version? I think you were there, weren't you, Gaz? You know, I was obviously the person that he's on about that sent him flying across the floor. So, yeah, I, I sort of vaguely remember the incident. I do remember being blamed hugely after the event and I was like, 
didn't touch him, Your Honour. I think he was just being clumsy and tripped over his own feet, if I'm honest. But that's my story. I'm sticking to it. But no, I mean, yeah, I, I was there. And obviously, he did go sliding across the floor and, and he did break his collarbone. So all these years later, if it was me that tripped him, I will apologise for, for that. <laughs> my God, that's taken about 39 <laughs> years. <laughs> Still don't remember well, actually tripping him up, but if he says I did it, then fair enough. In all fairness, I have seen that. I have seen the photo of Gaz's. I mean, he called it a fracture. I mean, mine was a fracture, and that it didn't actually completely come apart and overlap each other by about three inches. Which, by looking at Gaz's photo, that's kind of what's happened. It basically fractured and then displaced. And after I came out of surgery, the surgeon said that there was a couple of bits sort of that were misaligned. So they said we've taken some bone fragments out from the collarbone as well, because they said that there was nothing for them to basically set that back into. So they've taken a couple of bits out, they've reset it, they put a plate and a pin. What I'll do is what when I've got the, the x-ray of it with the pin and the plate in place, because at the moment, obviously you can see I've still got some padding on it. So I'll share a, a before and an after of the x-rays. And I think most people have probably seen the before x-ray. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show you an after one. I was just going to ask Gaz, was it the BMX you were on that you kind of use week in, week out when you're doing your BMX stunts? Was that the one you were using? When you... <laughs> yeah, so I'd, so I'd been around. So I've been doing the, well, obviously, part of our work at school, we, we take the kids out and stuff. And it, it wasn't even the first time I tried to jump. And, you know, it was like I'd done it before and just one of those things didn't quite make the jump and came off sort of thing. So, yeah, one of those, I'm afraid. <laughs> not so much Matt Hoffman as Gaz Fall Off Man. <laughs> something like that, yeah. For, for 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 one or two glorious seconds, though, I was you know I, I was Mister sort of BMX stunt extremist until my back wheel decided to just hit the back of the jump and it then tipped me off. So hey ho, <laughs> many a many a, a ribbing has been had by by myself from from various people. So yeah, not not to be yet repeated, I'm afraid. <laughs> And if you haven't seen Gaz's X-ray, guess what? It's actually going to be the cover art for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I say that if you haven't seen it, like lots of people have, it, it's the, if you can count them, there are apparently four fractures in there. And I say there's a couple. The, the displaced fragments you can see because they're the ones that basically are sitting sort of vertically and on the X-ray you can see them. So, yeah, I'm sure you'll have fun looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're here, Gaz... It's, it seems worth mentioning as well because we, we need we haven't talked NFL for quite a while now. So we're recording this on the 15th of February, I believe it is. So a couple of days after the Super Bowl. Did anybody watch it? Um, I didn't watch it live. I'd say the, the meds sort of knocked me out and I was sort of in, in bed, sort of asleep. I watched the highlights after. I enjoyed it. There was a big furor around one of the calls that the refs made, which, and I disagreed with the call. I watched it back and didn't think it was a holding call, if I'm honest, massively affected the game. I don't know whether you've seen it, Ad, or Dave, Andy, whether you've seen it, but I, I didn't think it was a hold, if I'm honest. And I thought that hugely affected the result. Yeah, it was never a hold. It was never a hold. So you, I, I haven't seen the game. The only bit I've seen, I've, I've watched the halftime show. So what do you think? Who, who do you think deserved it more then? Oh, I think the Rams. I think the Rams deserve to win it. I felt a bit sorry for the Bengals because you know they, they're a team that are obviously getting better, and over the last couple of seasons have sucked pretty badly, sort of thing. So fair play to them to get in there. But I think the Rams were they deserved it. They've obviously gone all in with Matt Stafford, haven't they? they they've sort of eggs all in one basket and traded quite a lot to get him. So you know, fair play to them. I think they had a little bit of home court advantage, obviously, because of their stadium. But yeah, the crowd they said was fifty fifty, but I'm not sure. It always helps playing in. An environment that that you know, doesn't it? So I think they were deserved winners a little bit. I think the I think the call no call helped, but it is what it is. 
Well, you say a home crowd, but the average price of the ticket was six and a half thousand dollars. That was the average price. Yeah. You know, some of them went sky high, but I think pretty much every ticket was four figures. It's crazy money to go and see that game. And oh, there was a few jokes. All the Bengals have had thirty-three years to save up for that kind of money. But you know, it seems a little bit harsh. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to pay that. But uh, you've got to say fair play to Matt Stafford. He's a guy who stuck it out. And he had 10 years playing for some bloody awful team. Who, who was that team he played for again there? That was it. The, the Detroit Lions. That was it. Yeah, that team that have never, ever seen a Super Bowl in their existence. They so, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. He had a lot of experience of losing, God bless him. But that brings us on to our bet or the hashtag feeder podcaster because we had a little bet at the start of this season, didn't we, about which team was going to do worse. And as it turns out, rather, as we did expect, would be the case. It was the Detroit Lions who finished with a rather sort of woeful record of 3-13-1. The Bears, 6-11. and 11, And the Steelers, 9-7-1, the only team that actually made the playoffs. So, Andy, where, where are we going? Yeah, what are yeah, you I'm looking forward to this. I've recently cut the grass. I'll just fry it up and now you're vegetarian. <laughs> Put a rub on it and we'll be fine. It'll be all right. That's it, yeah, bit of reload. Bit of reload. Oh, you, you could actually eat it, I bet, with reload. <laughs> he probably could. We've pushed that back, folks. So if you're listening to this now, we should be recording an episode. Actually, episode 109 should feature Todd and Johnny from the Toddcast, but it's not. We've had to push it back. So once Gaz is a little bit better, because he can't be, well, he can't be cooking anyway. If anybody knows anything about him, he's a, he's a pot of noodles is about the, <laughs> as much as you can muster. <laughs> he, he can't be cooking up a steak. We're harsh, but fair, Dave. <laughs> Cheese on toast. Yeah, he can do a cheese on toast. <laughs> he can't, we, we can't be cooking up. You know, he's not going to enjoy it half as much. So I spoke to Todd and Johnny last week, who both send their regards, by the way. They both, I've sent them on the x-ray as well, so they, they can see that it's a, genu- a genuine concern. And they both send their regards to you and are quite happy to push it back till later in the year. So that's one we'll look forward to. But yeah, we've tried all the reload rubs now, all six between us, we've tried them. And the seventh is the Magnum, and that's the one we're going to taste test live on the podcast. We're going to cook up some steak, vegan steak in my case. Tesco doing the lovely vegan steak. I don't know what's in it, but I know what's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm look, looking forward to trying that one. So Super Bowl then. Well, I'll involve a little bit of something with the other guys, obviously, because Andy's a Detroit Lions fan, so NFL isn't his thing. Dave, you're not an NFL fan at all, are you really? No, it's a bit like rugby and fancy dress. <laughs> with pads yeah we'll, we'll we'll send those comments on to Matt Stafford for you <laughs> the halftime show people are talking about this as being one of the best halftime shows in a long long time Any, anybody catch that one I, I've seen it yeah I've, I've seen it yeah it? I thought the start and the the start and the end bit was good I wasn't a big fan of people in the middle yeah. no it's a good show like I, I think back to the last few like Timberlake and he was I can't remember last year yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah, it was decent. I enjoyed that, it. That's how good it was last year. I can't remember. There was, a, <laughs> there was obviously a bit of a, a mashup of various sort of eras, wasn't there? You know, you got Snoop and Eminem, and then Dre and all. You know, and it, it was decent. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, Eminem was was pretty cool. He obviously defied the NFL and knelt, didn't he? Because they asked him not to do, not to kneel, and he did. So you know, controversy obviously follows that guy. And Snoop was pretty interesting pre <laughs> pre show. If you've seen the clips going around on social media, uh, how he decided to warm up for uh, for his little set 
let's just say he was he was enjoying a little bit of the sweet leaf. So that, 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 <laughs> yeah, so that was quite that, that was quite cool. But no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, I thought the whole thing was 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 pretty cool. Decent, you know, d- decent game. Not not the not the best game. Certainly not the worst NF worst Super Bowl I've seen. But yeah, decent. Enjoyed it. So going going back to the halftime show, then one of the highlights for me is I I love, I love I'm not a big fan of Jordans, I'll be honest, but I love a pair of trainers or sneakers, as you would call them in the US. But did you get a look at Eminem's his Jordans that he was wearing? The Slim Shaders. Oh, dude, I, <laughs> they, they are they are currently a one off pair, but they need to be put into production. I need I need I need that in my my, my <laughs> sneaker collection. How big is your sneaker collection? I had to thin it out when we moved out, to be honest with you. The wife was quite... So there's probably about 40 or 50 pairs at the moment. 40 or 50? Yeah. Uh, do you wear them or are they literally just... Oh, no, so, so I don't like wearing some of them because I don't want to get them dirty. <laughs> <laughs> just walks around the house. Yeah. You're not allowed to choose in the house. No, because I wouldn't sell them. The investment Im- implies that you will sell them on for money at some point. I suppose once I'm, once I'm dead, waste. someone can sell them. Oh, it's wasteful. Yeah, it's wasteful. But it's nice to have them. They're under the bed. After we'll have a look at them every now and then. No, no, there's a chance of rain. They're going back away. <laughs> you need to follow the. I don't know whether you already follow her on um, Twitch. I think it's Brenda Weber, and she she she's a Bears fan. She loves sports. She's a Bears fan. She's a Bulls fan. But she posts loads of photos about trainers or sneakers and stuff. So she's got like a huge collection of them and she's like can't pass a store without going into and buying one sort of thing so you need to t- have a look for, for her on twitter because she, she literally is like sneaker central sort of thing she, she's got loads and loads and loads of de- decent sort of pairs so i tell you else's as well sal volcano and practical jokers okay big, big pittsburgh steelers fan he's got a massive massive collection i can't compete with it it's honestly it, it, it's ridiculous it is ridiculous speaking of him in practical jokers you see joe gatto's left you've seen joe gatto's left in practical jokers uh no i didn't know that no do you watch that show, Dave? Uh, no, never heard of it. Bloody hell, fire. What's it yeah. about? It's, it's basically four, well, it's now three guys in New York, and they basically do it's sort of hidden camera. They go out and act like idiots and just get a reaction off the general public. I find it very entertaining, but yeah, really disappointed to hear that Joe Gatto's left. All the best to him, obviously. He's left, unfortunately. He is separated from his wife, and he wants to basically focus his time on co-parenting. That said, and then about three days later, he just said, oh, by the way, I'm launching this new podcast, Two Cool Moms, and then I'm, I'm also writing a screenplay. <laughs> so I don't know how genuine his reasons for leaving are, but but fair play to him. But yeah, really, really disappointed to see that. The other thing I wanted to mention, Gaz, while you're on, as you might have noticed if you're watching this on YouTube, we've got some rather lovely red roses sat here in front of me. Valentine's Day. It was also Valentine's Day yesterday. Now, I asked these guys, I asked Dave and I asked Andy, because I didn't think Gaz was going to be here, but I asked them for any funny Valentine's Day stories that they have. What were both your responses? I think it was something along the lines of not something I've bothered with for at least 20 years. (laughs) Andy? Not something I bothered with for 10 years. <laughs> nice. I show my love 365 days a year. Don't need one day. There's an image. <laughs> I was kind of bothered with it. It's funny, actually. Me and my missus alternate who gets a card. So I bought a one randomly last year. I don't, I don't know why I did. I probably saw it at the petrol station or something like that. And this year she bought me one. And I think the last 
four years we've done that. There's alternate, alternate who gets a card. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, funny enough, Dave told me a very similar story about him and, him and his brother wanting a Valentine's Day card, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> a, a birthday card. We, we, were, we were nagged by our respective wives. You have to send a card to your brother. So we sent one, and the next year he sent it back. So it had to Dave and Steve at the top, and we'd put a tick or across, and then rub it out and change it over. And and over the years, it then had from David and Catherine, David, Catherine, and Alice, David, Catherine, Alice, and Albert, and the same name, the names of the my nephew and niece were added. And it went backward and forward for uh, it was over fifteen years, and then it got lost. So it was <laughs> back to America, back and forth to America as well, where they now live. So wow. started in the UK, then went backward and forward to America. My mum used we wouldn't pay for postage when my mum. Or, or my Steve's um, mother-in-law would go over to visit. It would go with them in a suitcase and then come back. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, well, cost effective. Cool. Cost effective. Yeah, very cost effective. <laughs> very cost effective. But I also ask Gaz. You know, this Valentine's Day has been a bit of a sucky one for you, hasn't it? Because you're not been able to get out and get anything. So yeah, know. I mean, I I I ordered flowers and stuff. So Jenny's had some flowers sort of delivered. But in terms of sort of card and, and stuff and I, I we do normally sort of send cards and jenny got me a card for this year and i it is something that, that we normally do but I, so i felt proper guilty this year not getting a card i mean obviously she's had flowers and stuff delivered because that's relatively straightforward but yeah we're not going out literally like not not been out the house for however many weeks so two and a half three weeks sort of thing so yeah but we know we normally do we would normally whether it's on valentine's day or it's that weekend slightly prior or post we, we would have perhaps got for a meal somewhere or whatever so but a couple was it quite a few years ago there wasn't a valentine's day that we were weren't we darting on a valentine's day so that's one of the stories to do with valentine's day wasn't it so yeah 100 percent, dude you're right on the money when we did our guinness world record which we don't talk about much we don't mention <laughs> it often although it got mentioned last episode as well we yeah we it was done over it was done over Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> it didn't it didn't make us very popular no I had another story though to share with you so a couple of years ago I got a text off John basically saying this is a this is a early January time saying there's a guy are you, any are you guys familiar with John Shuttleworth by the way mm. the comedian and, and no, musician. I don't think so. basically he's a guy he, he did a show called I think it was four hundred bus stops or something like that, or five hundred bus stops. And basically, he's he, he's a guy who portrays an old chap who plays music, and it's terrible music, but it is quite entertaining and quite funny at the same time. Kim had seen it and doesn't find it in the least bit funny. And John had texted me and said, listen, he's going to be in Newcastle in February. If I get tickets for the four of us, because he was on about him, him and his wife at the same time, you know, are you interested in coming? He's like, yeah, 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 awesome, awesome. So anyway, tickets came through, and it was Valentine's Day. So it was like, nice one, Kim. So we're going to see this guy that you hate. <laughs> but the, the, the good news is... We don't see enough of John and Vicky, you know, John and his wife. We hardly ever get to see them. So it'll be nice to spend some quality time with them. Get there on the way. Got a text just as we're pulling up at the third. Yeah, not feeling too good, mate. We're not going to make it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what John tears me. So, so Valentine's Day, so while we're here, we might as well go. And actually, she, she, she found it relatively funny. Fast forward a couple of years later. And we're looking for Valentine's Day presents to get it. As you like, I do. Unlike you two guys, I do always get some of like these red roses here. If you're watching on YouTube, or from me to the wife. Not and do you wife. Do, do you buy do you buy Kim flowers like the same flowers around the third of the price throughout the year? 
Do, I, I, I will buy a flowers throughout the year, yeah. Just randomly pick up a bunch of flowers every now and then if I'm in the doghouse yeah. or something. It's a churchyard <laughs> down the road, isn't it? That, yeah, that's it. It's church down the road. Yeah, dust, dust those little blue and green stones off them and bring them along. Yeah, a couple, couple of years later, I was looking at what to get. And as it turned out, John Shuttleworth, again, about three, four, four years later, was actually at the Vic Theatre in Newcastle, same place. I thought, you know what, this would be funny. I'll get a ticket to this because, you know, she, she won't top this one. So anyway, but exchanging Valentine's Day gifts. So I, you know, I opened up the card. So she opens the card tickets in. She's like, nice one, like, you know, brilliant. Thanks for that. And I opened up the box and what she bought me, she's bought me a light that was a light bulb that was on the Las Vegas sign when we were there, when we got married. So actually when we were there on a honeymoon, <laughs> You know, we'd been to see the sign. That bulb was there on the light. It's put in a presentation box. Must have cost a fortune. <laughs> I bought a ticket to a comedian that she hates. <laughs> Valentine's Day tick. Yeah, it's a present. It's a thought. It's a thought that counts, dude, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So on that sort of theme, then Netflix released a TV show. Has anybody watched a Tinder Swindler yet? I haven't. I've seen it advertised. It's something that I thought maybe I might catch up with at some point i haven't seen it yet but i have seen it advertised what about you two guys have you watched it never uh, no no oh dude are you familiar with tinder he asks gently tinder i've heard of it oh the dating app thing mm. yeah 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 very casual response i'm suspicious already <laughs> where's my phone <laughs> well this this is a guy who basically has pulled a ponzi scheme on a whole load of women so he basically blags money off one woman to then spend on the next and then they're convinced that he's some wealthy guy so when he then asks them for money they are therefore convinced that they're going to get it back and he's done this to a number of people uh, and one woman she was out a quarter of a million and she's taken out nine bank loans honestly wow. If you've not seen it, I apologise for spoiling it there. But yeah, shocking. Absolutely shocking. So, so is well, it a series or a film or a drama? It's a documentary. documentary. It's, it's, yeah, it's real. It's real. And the guy, I think he, served, he ended up serving five months for it, which doesn't seem particularly long for swindling people out of money. And he's out and he's doing it again. He is on Tinder right now. So Dave, be careful swiping left. Why swiping left? I don't know. Is it swipe left or right? I don't know. You see, he backtracked quite quickly there, didn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He's, he's acting very coy. Uh, right. On, on that note, guys, I'm going to love and leave you. So it's been great to catch up and, and chat. And then hopefully I'll see you in um, in a couple of weeks. So it's been good and all that. Catch you later, guys. It's been great back amongst you. So have fun for the next sort of half hour, whatever it is, maybe left. And uh, catch you all soon. I'll tell That's you. Guys. Cheers. Take see you guys. Yeah, Cheers. Care, Cheers. So we wanted to get Dave back on, and we were going to have Dave on as a guest in March, weren't we? But then you kindly volunteered your services because Dave's done a you've you've done a few episodes where you asked us a few tough questions, and I think you've got something planned for the next episode as well. We've got a few questions, yeah, yeah. So you asked us some. Uh, we promised you a nice, gentle, easy one, didn't we, last time? And then got into racism in cricket, and all sorts of things. So. <laughs> So we, we, we're going to do our best to avoid that tonight, but wow, what about that Kurt Zuma, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the cat kicker. The cat kicker, yeah. What do you make of all that? Oh, it's, um, it's not good, is it? It really isn't. I mean, you, you, it kind of leaves you speechless. That speechless that somebody would do that in the first place, ter- terrorise a cat and and kick a cat and it wasn't a full-on like he's taking a penalty it's more of a sort of a lob 
but nonetheless, he was still booting the cat across the kitchen. But then he's got his brother filming it, and then it ends up on the internet. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just bad in every sense. And then and the West Ham's response, I don't. I, I know there's a big argument that says you shouldn't punish the club and all the other players and all the other fans because of one one guy's stupidity. But then somebody else is saying, well, you know, you're just condoning it if you if you uh, if you do it. So. I, I think it's just terrible. There's no positives that come from that, is there? No, there's not. What, what, what was your take on it, Andy, just out of interest? I, don't, I find it a weird one. Normally, like, if someone's done it, you say, you know, buying them, don't know about jail term, but just buying them from having animals. But then, because he's a high-profile person as well, it's sort of, I think people are giving him a harsher thing, but, you know what I mean, like, more stick for it because he's more visible. I, I don't know. I don't know what the best course of action would be. I, I think no matter what you do, they're going to, someone's going to be, not happy with it, are they? Like, you jail him and other people are going to be upset. You ban him from playing football, other people are upset. And I don't know. I, I think just fine him, mm. make him donate to charity and stuff and not let him have animals again. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair response. I, I, find it, I find it a bit peculiar. Like you say, the circumstances in which it was shared and everything, but and also the, the laws around cats are a little bit strange, you know. I was looking into this. Now, obviously, you can't be mistreating them. I'm all for having the animals taken off. I'm all for them being punished and everything like that. But did you know it is okay to shoot a cat with an air rifle if they're damaging your property? If they're like, you know, say, for example, if you have a an L-shaped sofa in your back garden and it's, it's covering it all in bloody fur and scratching it like I have. I'm like, we've got a cat that does it to us. This is why I was Googling it. Like, are you okay to shoot cats with an air rifle? <laughs> it turns out you actually, I don't get me wrong. Listen, I'm a vegetarian. I wasn't, it wasn't a serious thing. I wasn't actually planning on doing it, although it did cross my mind. But it actually is okay. And do you know why? Because uh, Pest control? No, no, because cats, although they are animals and pets and what have you, they're classed as property. So it is okay to criminally damage something that is criminally damaging your property. That it, again, so that's a bit of a juxtaposition against. And don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating cruelty to animals. I'm not advocating shooting. Don't go and shoot cats on my say. So please, if you do so, Google it first, just in case I got it wrong. I'm going to joke it. But in all seriousness, don't you think that's a bit strange that that's okay to do that, but you can't kick them? Oh, don't kick them. That, that's that's another thing you shouldn't do. I'm not making light of this, but I just just think it's unusual how there's there's one rule for one situation and one for another. I'm not I'm not sure though. The the you said there might be different rules in 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 a sense, but if he'd have filmed himself firing an air rifle at some cats in the garden, which had been filmed and uploaded in the same way. I'm not sure the response would be better just because no, it'd be just worse, wouldn't it? Your, your, your Googling says it's legal. Yeah. But it'd be worse, though, wouldn't it? it if you shoot would, yeah. it's far worse. And, and I just find that unusual. I find that unusual that it, my point being, that it's, it's wrong to do either. <laughs> but I find it, I find it that one of them is justifiable when the other one isn't. And the one that is justifiable is actually far, far worse than what he was doing. Which one's justifiable? Shooting a cat. No, I'm not saying it's justifiable. <laughs> I'm just saying in the eyes of the law, I'm not justifying it. I'm saying in the eyes of the law, it is justified. Whereas in actuality, it's it's far, far worse than giving it a kick. And like you say, you want, you want like booting the hell out of it. Any any level of kicking is wrong. He, he slapped it though as well, didn't he? I've uh, not seen it. I've, yeah, like he, I've not seen any of the footage. I don't like animal cruelty at all. It goes on top, on top of the counter and you just like hand fully back and just go woof. Slaps it off the counter. 
But yeah, we got we got this week's sound by anyway from what you just said. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's it's all. Like shoot a cat. Yeah, <laughs> justifiable. It's justifiable. Yeah, yeah, that's it. This is one of those things. If I was Joe Rogan, I'd be in trouble for this. I tell you, that was the most caveated ninety seconds ever. Like more word, more words you spoke were denying the words that came just before in that entire yeah. sentence. I, I dug myself a pretty big hole as I went into that, didn't I? You kept going as well. Yeah, I did, yeah. And I'm still trying to do it now. I'm still trying to backtrack and get out of it. But uh, I just I just find it strange. It's wrong on every level, both sets of examples that I just gave. I just find it bizarre, absolutely bizarre, that that actually is something that, that could be justified in the eyes of the law, not by Tallboy Radio. But let's make that very clear. We're not advocates of either. Speaking of Tallboy Radio... I got I got a very exciting conversation off an individual a couple of weeks ago now, and I'm still waiting to hear back. He contacted me and he listened to the History of Haunted podcast that we did last year, I think it was, early part of last year, and has asked if he can use it on an internet radio station. So Sonnet Radio are interested in using one of our podcasts, fortunately not this one, on <laughs> internet radio, but with a view to a recorded introduction to it, it gets a weekly slot on the internet radio, and then we do a series two of it involving the three of us. Sorry, not you, Dave. I apologize. Probably should have done this when Gaz was on. But involving the three of us. And actually, you know, look at Because the best part of it is Gaz buys into it. I'm a little bit skeptical. Andy is an absolute no. Things like that aren't real. Where do you stand on things such as hauntings and, and ghosts and what have you? I feel like, I fear I probably know. I'm well with the Andy camp here. To be honest, it's it's all a load of nonsense. I, unfortunately, I, I'm very much in the. Um, well, no, I'm not going. I was going to say if you can't if you can't prove it, then it doesn't exist. But then you'll just go on and say there's loads of things you can't prove that you sure I accept as fact. So just pretend I didn't say that. Okay, I've just told you it's okay to shoot a cat, and you took me word for it. <laughs> well, I, I did say I did caveat that by saying if you uh, trust Adam's googling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that would be cool. If we could get an internet radio slot and hopefully get Tallboy Radio in via the back door, that would be quite cool, wouldn't it? Especially if they get if you get a, a follow-up episode, you know, to come back and, and, do, and do it again. That would be pretty awesome, really. Well, yeah, they're looking at doing the whole sort of second series in there and having a, a weekly slot on an internet radio station. I think that would be phenomenal. So Sonnet Radio, they are, I think they're based locally. The guy who contacted me is actually based in Crewe. And I've tried, I spoke to him about getting him on this podcast because he also has another group called Spirit Cheshire. I don't know if you've ever seen any of their stuff on YouTube. Uh, no, it's not something I've looked for, really. No, but he's so so. A couple of the places that I, that we did the podcast about, so the Lyceum Theatre in Crewe, and then obviously we're looking at the old hall in Sandbach, and then we said we could do this podcast from there as well at some point, and the Bait Hall in Macclesfield. So they they've visited these places and done videos, and you know have picked up some spooky goings on where you know whether they've seen anybody's ghoulies, I don't know, but it was something that we were open to <laughs> to see. But I I. I I think that's quite exciting. So are you joining it as um, like some sort of uh, supernatural ghosting experts? Listen, I've got I've got a business card somewhere that says Pickford and Dickinson parapsychologists investigators slash consultants on it. You leave the uh, car keys in a bowl and go looking for Google ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I tell you, if I, I turn up with me dog collar, you're like the guy from oh, what's that film? 
Poltergeist, the vicar in it, Poltergeist. Yeah, he got probably taken a bit more seriously than me for some reason. I think I think it's I think it's an excellent thing to do. Um, I'd love I'd love to be able to do. It. I mean, why not? It's a bit it's a bit of fun, or it's something serious, or it's something you can take the Mickey out of. But it ticks three boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it absolutely does. I think so. I just it's just the opportunity to get ourselves onto internet radio. We're always looking for different avenues to get Tall Boy Radio out there. Uh, we, you know, we, we, in All Sager, we've got a beer and gin festival coming up as well, and we're going to be sponsoring a barrel there. I was hoping to get some you've been frame money after off last week's episode, actually, because we submitted the footage of Lisa falling off the chair onto you've been frame. She actually did it twice, didn't she, Andy? Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> I still don't understand the little one. <laughs> yeah. I, did show, I did show it to the kids, and they they found it very funny. But it was what made what made it really funny, in a, in a sort of not at the time was that nobody knew if she was okay because it seemed like for ages before she actually said anything, and the, you, you were genuinely concerned on your face, Adam. Well, she she was down for quite a while, wasn't she? Yeah. When, when she got back up, she said she was trying to put the chair leg back on. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, like, we didn't know that. It was like, uh... <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Let's well, end the call. <laughs> yeah, so we, we ended the call, and just as we were ending it, the chair went again. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I sent the footage off to You've Been Framed, but sadly, they're not interested in it, which I think is a shame, because that would have been a nice 250 quid. That would have paid for the barrel of beer. Did they say yeah. why? No, they just said we're not interested, but you know we haven't. We're not giving you a specific reason why, which was a little unusual, a little bit disappointing. I was, I was hoping they'd take it up. Yeah. It's but, not from the nineties, though, is it? It's not all blurry and <laughs> it says nineties in a top corner. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Although I don't know, with I can't remember what I was wearing, but it probably looked like it came out of the nineties, just <laughs> like the shirt that I've got on tonight. <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to be sponsoring a barrel of beer at the Cricket Club. Hopefully, I'm not sure when it is, July. Hopefully Andy can come over for that and we'll maybe get some sound bites recorded. And Dave, if you want to come and join us, you'd be more than welcome to get some beer down here if you're drinking by then. I might be. I haven't decided yet when I'm going to when I'm gonna go back. We were supposed to be doing this long walk on Saturday, but I bust my knee playing football. So it's supposed mm. to do this. It's only a 30-mile walk, me and the wife, and then... After that, we come back and have a drink, but we now postponed it to like the end of March. So I haven't decided yet whether um, I'm sticking with Saturday or waiting till March. Or to be honest, I might just not. I don't. I don't particularly miss it actually. Don't Can look at it like that. Oh, I'm trying to get my head around that. Can you? I know Andy can't understand that statement. Well, they're not drinking. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the? What's exactly the longest? I'm, I'm still in shock. <laughs> I know. What's the longest you have? Probably nearer thirty minutes for Andy. I imagine than thirty days. What's the longest you've got without having a beer, dude? A week. These last few years. <laughs> That's That's I've been drinking whiskey and wine instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is what probably 30, 36 days now. I guess if it's the fifteenth, and that's I would imagine the longest since i started drinking i can never remember i can never remember not drinking for any period of time before or maybe maybe i might have done towards when the kids were being born but 36 days now it's probably longer it's probably less than that it's probably like the last three or four weeks so it's probably the longest i've not drank for i was gonna say 40 years then but that would mean i was drinking when i was eight but for 30 years 30 <laughs> 32 years something like that Bloody hell, fair, fair play fair play I can't see myself doing anything like that. To be fair, I'm, I've done, what is it, there's 
15th so it's 46 days without meat i've done and i tell you what i'm not i'm not even slightly missing it. i feel i feel healthier for doing it i know andy's judging me on that one as well so what's the reason between uh, before going back to vegetarian just just for health reasons just for health reasons lose a little bit of weight i don't I'm not sure I'm not sure i've lost it no a bit yeah this doesn't help, does it? You know what I mean? Tricky beer, which is probably like Andy will now point out to me has been the finding process involves fish guts. <laughs> it doesn't help all the Haribos and stuff as well. I've cut all them out now because I, <laughs> I, I don't think they're vegetarian. I don't think they're vegetarian. So something else that we needed to update people on, I should have done it when Gaz was on actually because we mentioned Guinness World Records then. So we're still waiting to hear from one of our Guinness World Records that we did, which was the doubles two years ago now, actually coming up to two years ago. We did it just just before the pandemic, really. It was just before the country went into to lockdown. We, we did it and literally about the week before. But we've registered for a third Guinness World Record, which is trebles, which you're going to do to raise some money for disability darts. And we're going to get Radway Club kitted out. I know Big Gray's looked into getting a disabled toilets put in. And Jed McPhee, we're going to, obviously, we, you know, we're raising the money to pay for his flexiboard system. We're going to get some of those put in, really make a bit of a difference. But in the meantime, in the interim, we are sorry to see double trouble no longer trading, aren't we, Andy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I've just finished their last little oh, bottle of whiskey I bought off them. But I've got a bottle of rum left, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I've got a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of gin sat here for when Bo comes. He wants to try both of those. And to be honest, I've done bloody well not, not to tuck into either of them. But obviously, Dave, you tried their beer. They were good beers as well, weren't they? Yeah, they were all right. Per- perfectly, perfectly drinkable beers. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what's the reason? Just, just not, just not enough sales or too much going on or other stuff I, I, going on in their lives. Well, I think this is the thing. They both work full time. They both got very, very busy jobs. Both got young children, so that a lot of the time was taken up with stuff like that. But I think they they sort of found they were finding that when they released a new product, they'd shift a whole load of bottles and a whole load of products. But in between, there wasn't you know there wasn't that much, which is a, which is a shame. And you know they, we were talking to them when we went up in September time. Scott said then. Actually, we may knock it on the head at Christmas unless sort of the sales pick up and we really do something. And obviously, they sold a fair bit at the darts that we went to, but unfortunately, I've decided subsequently to call it a day. Now, Dave bought Dave bought it. Not you, Dave. Just to just to clarify, he you know he said one of the things. Not you again. You know. it's twice he I've said black balls. But. <laughs> what you do with your balls is none of my business listen he said like the one of the things he'd miss most was coming on this podcast in chat so we said look don't be daft we're still going to have you on we'll still get you on talking about darts in the future but i've also i messaged him and i've added dave and scott to our troubles record that we're going to be attempting so we said it would be in an eight-man team and the eight-man team we used last time and andy's obviously going to be holding it all together as a podcast which dave you can bring your black balls back out again if you want to get involved with that and help andy hold the fort and podcast if you'd like <laughs> Now, I can definitely come down and do a stint. I mean, how long is it on? I don't think I did the whole thing. How long is it on for? Uh, 24 hours. Oh, is that all? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. And actually, we, we on top of that, though, as we were speaking to, after we recorded last week's episode, we were chatting to Mike and Tabby, weren't we, from the Happy Hour podcast. And, we're, and they're doing a Guinness World Record for the longest podcast. And we're going to be a part of that. We're, we're in the... The vinegar strokes, as it were, Andy. We're, we're the we're towards the end of that podcast. We come on towards the end, so that'd be quite nice to hopefully join them as they as they get that record. How long is that for? Thirty six hours, non stop. 
Non-stop, yeah. So, 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 like, I'm with three, three. There's, there's three guys on that podcast. Crikey. Yeah, and the alternate, well, getting different guests on as well throughout the the time sort of thing. Mm. So yeah, That's so yeah, we've yeah we've got the last guest slot. Obviously, we're affected by the time zones and what have you. Because you know we've 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 done quite a few podcasts recently with American guests, and it gets a bit tiring, doesn't it? Doing it at that time and I we did we we guessed it on happy hour. And what time we started that one midnight? It was about three o'clock when we got to bed. Then me and Andy at Van Gogh Museum the following day. It was quite knackering. And then then we had them on last week. Designated quizzes and happy hour. I started at 10. Tilly and Shana the week before, we started at half past 11 at night. So it's quite nice to be sat down here at 8 o'clock, to be honest with you, starting. Or just after. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. A few minutes, mate. Oh, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But yeah, that, that's where we are with those world records. Hopefully, we'll hear soon. We'll be able to update on the doubles one. That's, I mean, that has dragged on. A lot of it's been down to COVID and what have you. But how do you guys feel now about those restrictions lifting? What are your thoughts on that? As in all of them potentially going out the window completely? Pretty much for, uh, from March, you know, from March, which is next month, you can actually, you got COVID, it's okay, just go into work. How, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I, I, uh, it's difficult. I mean, half of you says it's got to happen sooner or later. You know, is it, it might be pretty contagious, but is it any more harmful than things like the flu or really bad cold? And half of you thinks, well, it's still a bit of daft. There's still a lot of people around that have not had it at all that could get could get quite ill from it. Um, I've been in the office today, and I think during COVID we had really strict rules, but now it's kind of voluntary whether you wear a mask. There was myself and two others that were wearing a mask when we were away from our desks. Everybody else was as though nothing's any any different than normal. So yeah, it's 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 difficult, but. I think on balance, I, I think it's probably the right decision. And I think people generally will be more careful than perhaps they otherwise would for at least a few more months. And as long as we don't get another variant, it probably would turn out to be the right decision in the end. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with you. What about yourself, Andy? Well, I think ever, ever since last year, the first year, obviously, lockdowns were probably necessary or whatever, but... I think from last year, it should have just been a case of just check regularly before you go out somewhere, just do a little check. I know they're not 100%, but at least if you're showing a symptom or you're positive, then just don't go out. And I think that's probably what the way they should keep going forward with it. I'm sorry, oh, I'm back in, I've started a new job and I'm back in the office for a couple of days a week. And yeah, it's, it's well, back to normal. <laughs> the way I see people out in town and stuff like that, bumping into each other and stuff. I think you need to just get the economy going and stuff. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I know you say, Dave, about another variant, but I think the truth of the matter is, in all likelihood, what we've seen and what the evidence suggests is there's always going to be another variant. At some point, we can, you know, we can stay at home and we can hide and we can live in fear and that part of it. And some people have a right and a need to be fearful if they're at risk, then definitely they need to be precautious. And like Andy says, we're doing regular tests. Then that's probably the best that we can do. But we need we need a degree of normality. I was at a, I was at a gig actually, not last week, week before. Bill messaged me, our good friend Bill, who puts in touch with James, friend of the show. We went to see a lad called Jamie Webster. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. No. No, no, no. I'll be dead honest. I hadn't either. But you know, like Bill's like, dude, he's like number one in the Spotify album charts. I'll take your word for it, mate. I ain't listened to anything in the charts for the last twenty years. But yeah, it was it was good. And it was, and it was, and it was like it didn't exist, dude. Because you know there was, I don't know how many people there. It was a fairly small venue, Sugar Mill in Hanley, 
And this is a guy who, like I say, if he's number one album in, on, in Spotify, he's probably going to go on to do bigger gigs than that. And to, to be in a bunch, you know, of a crowd of people, I actually briefly found myself in a mosh pit as well, which was quite scary at the same time, because I'm like, my knees, they don't all up as well as like they used to. But there was a part of me, just for a second, just for a second, felt like I was in my 20s again. And it was really quite nice, you know, full of beer and in, and in the mosh pit. And wasn't familiar with any of the tunes, unfortunately. But they were, he was he was a pretty decent musician. I, I enjoyed it. And just to have that, that feeling of normality, I tell you what, it, it felt nice. It feels nice to be able to go into a shop not wearing a mask, and you're sort of seeing less and less people wearing them now. And I just feel, I just feel that now's the time to to get back to normal. So that leads us on then to Joe Rogan. Then, what what do you guys make of that situation? You know, obviously, let's 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 avoid the the video of him using the N word. Let's let's take that out of the equation because I think that that goes a little bit deeper. We want to keep it a little bit lighter, <laughs> lighter and, and upbeat, but. The fact that he's been criticised for sharing a different version of events to what the government would like him to, and the criticism he's facing, the likes of Neil Young and Jody Mitchell pulling their music off Spotify. What do you, what do you guys make of that situation? You might have to give me a little bit more context because I, I, I've only seen that the, the headline, and the headline, of course, will be portrayed by the media, and that in itself will, will have its own view, but. The way the way I heard it, and this is where you have to correct me, was that he basically was passing fake news about COVID vaccinations, and and that's why he was taken off air because he was spreading disinformation, which was endangering people's lives. However, you want mm. to extend that through to his listeners. Yeah, I think the problem was the misinformation that he was accused of spreading was not the misinformation that the government spreads, and that was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. Now, in all, all seriousness, basically, he had, he had doctors on who had a different narrative to that which the government was in terms of how he's treated. He's you know the efficacy of masks, the efficacy of vaccines. Obviously, he's had the guy on who de- who helped to develop the vaccine and is obviously now banned from Twitter for voicing his opinion on the way it's been used and you know and this is seeing the likes of Novak Djokovic criticized and and that's effectively what he's done so it's not necessarily misinformation like you say that's that's the media's spin on it more subjective stuff things that there isn't black and white it's just not quite the line that the the government would like us or the American government would like us to to exactly He's, he's brought, and this is, I think this has been missing from, and we understand why the Trusted Media Act has been brought in so that the media is only allowed to share the government's directive and share their voice on it. And what he's done is done the opposite. He isn't part of that Trusted Media Act, and obviously he's in the States anyway, but he's done what I think everybody needs. He needs it just, if there's just one narrative, I think it's dangerous. I think if you can give people and stop taking people for idiots there are plenty of idiots out there don't get me wrong we've just had a conversation about whether it's okay to shoot cats that people need to be given both sides of the story and be allowed to make up their own mind and i think that's the that's the route he's taken whereas the government wants us or need us depending on your opinion to go down one route and that is ultimately why he's been criticized and the likes of neil young i don't know uh, what would <laughs> As, as Big Titty put it when he spoke about it, you know, woke folk cancelling themselves. You know, he he wanted he wanted his stuff taken off Spotify. Otherwise, well, you know what, take my music off. Don't get it wrong. I saw it was there was a lovely moment there when I realised that Neil Young was still alive. I thought, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I thought he passed away some years ago. I thought when twenty, you know, when twenty nineteen, that year when all the bloody celebrity died, I thought that was that was the year it took him down as well. So it was nice to hear. 
I don't I don't like Neil Young, so that wouldn't no, have bothered me. I yeah, do yeah. quite like Joni Mitchell, so... You know. Yeah, she's done a couple of good tunes, but yeah, she's gone down that same route as well. And I just think people need to hear different sides of of a story. Yeah, and I think me, I think you're right. I think I think and and if it was the narrative of or, or, or the the argument that the male mask has always been one for debate, does it? Do they really help? Don't they help? Do they actually make things worse because people are constantly touching it with their face and spreading things around? You know, does it protect you? Does it protect other people? Et cetera, et cetera. And that, that I think, is still subjective. There's no black and white, clear cut, overwhelming evidence one way or another. But if he's saying things like, you know, 10% of people that have the vaccine are, are, are the left arm's going to drop off. Yeah, if it's stuff like that, then that that's I think a completely different thing. But if it's subjective stuff where there isn't clear proven evidence one way or another, then absolutely I think you should be able to discuss that. Yeah, and and I think it's wrong to to nanny state people by by forcing one narrative, even if you think that you're doing it for the greater good. I think it's just wrong. I think it sets a, a dangerous precedent and it just it just it sets us up for society where where the thought police are controlling everything you do. It starts small and it could just grow over time and, and it could be used and abused more and more. So I think I think it shouldn't it should be allowed and it shouldn't just be cut off like that. So would you would you like to see the Trusted Media Act repealed? <sighs> I think if it, if it's if it's if it's more open to abuse than the good it's trying to do, then yeah, it's probably not healthy, is it? I but then you, so. then you think of the sort of stuff that Donald Trump would say, you know, when he just out and out lie. And I know some people might say that about other leaders of countries, but the way he used to do it, in the vile way he used to say it, and you think, well, he's, you know, is he right that he does those things when he says those things when he's in a position of authority or when he's got such a platform and you say well no it needs to be policed because if you get to a position of influence and you're just actually peddling completely bad stuff then you end up with somebody like hitler you know and and so there's, there's got to be some control but it, it's a it's a very fine line i think between control and and the freedom to express opinions so did either of you guys sign a petition going around then to stop Boris Johnson for life from lying in the House of Commons? Because there was one. The Labour Party has started a petition on change.org or whatever it is to stop Boris Johnson from lying in Parliament. Where he literally just stands up, like does does a Trump effectively, says what the hell he likes, and sits back down again and doesn't seem to get challenged. <laughs> It's I being a politician. Isn't it? Well, it's, it's funny enough. Actually, I must have thought when, when I first when I first saw it pop up in my email box, I thought that's pretty much what they all do, isn't it? <laughs> I think if you if you if you believe anything that comes out of your mouths, then you know you're the one who needs probably to be bloody questioned. It's I think weird. I think politicians are. It's a very difficult role, and, and the prime minister more so because if you you know that whatever you say. Is going to be twisted and distorted and used against you whatever it is you say by by the media and by social media so you, you're always and that and that's a problem in itself because it basically curtails the, almost the freedom of speech of politicians that sounds a bit perverse but they're not allowed to speak their mind because that there'll be somebody could be 30 percent of the population on whatever subject they say that will just lambast them and have a go at them so it terrifies politicians into not wanting to speak their mind and be honest because it's going to backfire and cause them problems. And it gets to the extent where the end end up trying to answer questions with almost with riddles or, or, or gibberish or 
you know, not necessarily out and out lies, but so economical with the truth and so misrepresenting what they're actually saying that it does sound like a lie. But nearly always, they're probably not. At, if you took it word for word on a piece of paper and read it, it's probably not a lie. If you took it in the context of everything, but it, it comes across like that. And I think part of it is just that they're on the whole so terrified that that it's just going to be twisted and distorted and used against them. You could be right there. You could be right. I certainly think in Boris's case, he is a master of that. You know, when he when he lost his place, at, <laughs> did, did you see when he lost his place? We were speaking about uh, the trade deals that they were doing, and he and, and rambled on for about two minutes about Peppa Pig World. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good point. He was just, you know, talking about, you know, uh, the freedom and options and opportunity that you have in Peppa Pig World, and he sees that replicated throughout the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, do you know, I was at my mum's today, and I was asked a very strange question about Peppa Pig. So she sat there, and like, JJ had insisted on having Peppa Pig on. I don't want people to think my mum watches Peppa Pig while she's there by herself. So she sat there, and she watched it, she said, what's Georgie's sister called in Peppa Pig? Peppa? <laughs> God bless her. God bless her. Oh, come on, dude. You, how old are your kids? I know they've grown out of Peppa Pig a few years now, but you must be familiar with it. 13 and 14? I don't remember watching it greatly. Oh, you lucky bastard. Andy, you've, you, Andy, you've got this to come, mate. Nah, we're, we're avoiding that. We're just going to put the Arnie films on. Uh, calm down. <laughs> Funny enough, though, and that's an interesting thing as well, though. I grew up watching horror movies. I did. And my nan used to send us in. Used to, and Obviously, you wouldn't be able to do it now, so it's a lot more stringently regulated. John and I would go into Silverglade video in town and i can say it now because they've been out of business some years with a letter from my nan saying please let my my grandchildren rent 18 certificate videos it's okay with me and we were probably i don't know maybe 12 and 9 at the time and then, yeah you help yourself to a horror movie take it over if your nan's okay with it you can go watch them I believe for the lads. I believe for the lads, exactly. Yeah, but well, this is it. Then we'd take it home, and I was having this conversation with Kim, and I was supposed to say, Do you know, it never did me any harm. And I was watching. We'd watched the film called Night of the Demon, and it's like, oh, this has been edited. I remember the bit like when I watched it when I was about nine or ten, and the the, the motorcyclist gets his knob bitten off by a yeti, and she was like. And you're saying it hasn't affected you. You're noticing that small clip out of there that you watched 20, 30 years ago. And you still remember it. You can't say that hasn't affected you. And I thought, yeah, you might be right there. Might be right. <laughs> but when, when, when my kids are born, I got, I've got rid of all my horror movies. I used to have a pretty decent uh, collection on DVD and I got rid of them all. So I didn't want that vibe putting out into the house, watching them while they were at night. So they were picking up on that scary music and those scary themes. Now I watch true crime documentaries instead. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know your nan your nan did that. Yeah. Which is crazy, really. Mm. <laughs> different times back then, different times. God bless us. So we like to keep these podcast to around about an hour and i'm very conscious that we recorded another one starting in about five ten minutes time so who wants to say their goodbyes first and any final messages they want to share i'll just say goodbye and uh, thanks for having me on looking forward to the next episode hopefully it won't be too long before i see you guys again they won't be do don't you worry about that andy yeah it's been good good back to normal times and uh, good to see dave again and hopefully he's uh, on soon <laughs> maybe the next episode who knows <laughs> 
Uh, for me, I'm just going to close it out again by thanking everybody for listening. And just to clarify a point, it is not okay to kick cats and it is not okay to shoot cats. Tall Boy Radio are against that under nearly every circumstance. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Don't do it, folks. See you later. <laughs>